Paramount, I believe, and, uh, you know, Costa Mesa's reopened. We're learning how to come back, you know, into church. But we're also learning how to come back, you know, into, I guess, society because things are opening up in there. How to come back into our, our families, how to, how, to, how to be in a place of victory with our, our relationships. We're learning all those things. We're coming back. You know, I know this time has been hard. We say it all the time, you know, uh, like, oh man, this time has been hard. And, you know, I, but we don't say it with um, a perspective of, man, this, you know, this is something that God cannot take care of or God can't handle. We say it because we're aware, of, we're aware of it, but we also know and are aware that God can take us to any hard time, any hard season, and we can come out victorious on top of that and more blessed on top of that. So I'm here to tell you, uh, you were not alone. You know, we're going to get into some things right now. You were not alone in this time. Maybe you felt alone. I really felt it strong in my spirit last night when I was preparing this that I, that I take the moment just to say this, that you were not alone. You had a church praying for you. You had a pastoral team praying for you, believing for you. You had a, a whole church family here, you know, uh, uh, going through the same thing you were going through and they were believing God for you just as much online. You were not alone. You were not alone. The devil may have lied to you, try to isolate you, try to tell you not to log on, try to tell you, you know, that, that no one cares about you. But I'm here to tell you that the devil's a liar. Come on, he, he, you know, he's been trying to keep you down and hold you down and keep you from knowing the, the, the truth that there are people. I'm reminded right now of a story of Elijah. Elijah was a man of God and there was a moment when he felt alone. Elijah was a man who did so many miracles, did so many powerful things and he felt so alone. God had to remind him and tell him, you're not alone. There's seven other thousand believers just like you. And I'm here to tell you, Freedom House, there are other believers just like you. Other Freedom Houses just like you. Other believers out there just like you. No one here is alone, but above all else, God is with you, so you are never, ever, ever alone. Can I get an amen on that? Put that on the chat. Amen. Some fire emojis. Let's go. Let's go. Super excited. Super excited going through the comeback series. And we're about to jump into the story of uh, Ezekiel in the Valley of Dry Bones. Pastor's been preaching it. I'm going to read from it as well, but I'm going to come with a different perspective um, on it. But uh, just to, to help you out, if you're just tuning in, just joining in, Ezekiel, the book of Ezekiel, Ezekiel was a prophet. He was a man of God uh, that God used in the time. It was a hard time. It was a hard season for the people of Israel, uh, for, for, for the people of God. And, and God would rise up uh, men of God to speak and, and speak on his behalf. And this time it was Ezekiel. It says, Ezekiel, I'm going to download some things into you and I want you to speak to the people. So we did. And there's a moment where we're getting in the story about the dry bones where he speaks to Ezekiel like, man, I want you to speak into these dry bones. I want you to speak to these people. Uh, you know, I want you to speak life. I want you to prophesy. I want you to do certain things. I want you to do it. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to anoint you, but I want you to do it. So that's where we're at right here. We're at the story as it, as it starts in Ezekiel chapter 37, verse 1 through 7. As, and as we do, as a custom to our house and, and to our core value of honor, let's just stand for the reading of God's word. If you want to get up out of bed, go ahead, jump on up, put your cereal down, and let's read the word of God. And I'll let you sit back down in just a second. Verse 1, it reads like this. It says, the hand of the Lord was on me. The hand of the Lord was on me. Let's personalize that and say that with me. The hand of the Lord is on me. I'm going to change it on you. Say it again. The hand of the Lord is on me. The hand of the Lord is on me. It's important that you personalize that because the hand of the Lord is on you. And by the end of this message, 
on my desires for you to know as you walk out there that the hand of the Lord is on you. Let's read on. The hand of the Lord was on me and he brought me out by the spirit of the Lord and set me in the middle of a valley. We all want to be set up on a mountaintop, but he brings him to a valley. How many of you know sometimes God just leads us in different directions like, God, what are you doing? This is not my plan. And God laughs, ha, 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 of course it's not your plan. Your plan is a joke. No. <laughs> my plan is better. He sets him in a valley. It was full of bones. He led me back and forth among them, and I saw a great many bones on the floor of the valley, bones that were very dry. He asked me, son of man, can these bones live? I said, sovereign Lord, you alone know. Then he said to me, prophesy to these bones and say to them, dry bones, hear the word of the Lord. This is what the sovereign Lord says to these bones. I will make breath enter you and you will come to life. I will attach tendons to you and make flesh come upon you and cover you with skin. I will put breath in you and you will come to life. Then you'll know that I am the Lord. Verse seven, so I prophesied as I was commanded. I'm gonna stop right there. Let me read a couple more scriptures to you as it set, helps sets up this message. Mark 16, 15, he said to them, go into all the world and preach the gospel to all creation. Speak life into all creation. Preach the good news to all creation. Share what God has done in your life to all creation. This is the mandate that we as believers have uh, that God has given us through his word to, to share who he is in our life. Proverbs eleven twenty five. The generous will prosper. Those who refresh others will themselves be refreshed. And this is super encouraging. You hear this a lot when we're uh, receiving and worshiping God through our tithe and offering. You may hear that scripture a lot. But it's not just for that. It's not just for giving. It's also for, for, for encouraging and building. The Bible says when you refresh others, you yourself will be refreshed. So as you go out and speak life, come on, your, your life is going to come into you as well. So be encouraged by that. The title of my message is this. This is one of my longest titles ever, so forgive me for this. Okay, guys, I hope you have a note sheet. Comebacks are better when you bring people with you. When you bring people, come on, comebacks are better when you bring people with you. Let's pray. Father in heaven, we thank you for this time. We thank you for our 930 service, those who are logged on, Father, those who are in the building, Jesus, and those who are going to watch later on or listen later on on podcasts. We just ask that your word, Father God, go forth. I ask that your word go forth, that I do not hinder it, that I be your mouthpiece today. You use me, Father God, not my, not my mind, Father, but your mind. I put on the mind of Christ, Lord, and may your word go out in, in such power and such anointing, Father, that it falls on soft soil, soft soil of our hearts, take root and manifest and grow our faith, Father God, to go out knowing that your hand is upon us, Father, and to do what you've called us to do. We love you, Lord. We put you uh, at the center. In Jesus' my name, everybody says amen, amen, and amen. Go ahead and be seated. And if you feel comfortable with who you brought, give them a high five or a hug. If not, it's okay. It's okay. We want you to be respectful. But man, what a, what a beautiful story, uh, an awesome story um, that we read here. Ezekiel's talking to some dry bones. I don't know about you, but have, has anybody ever been in, in a position of just public speaking, whether it be the like 10, 15, 20, 100, whatever? I'll raise my hand, you know, <laughs> I'm doing it right now. Uh, uh, it's not easy, right? Please tell me I'm, I'm not the only one. It's not easy. I remember one of the times when I, when I spoke, I remember I was going to Fulton College over here, I was actually taking an accounting class. And I wasn't good at speaking. I'm not trying, and, and please don't take me saying I wasn't good at speaking as me saying I'm good at speaking right now. I just, <laughs> I don't know what I am right now. I just, but I'm confident that I know that this is what God's called me to do. So I do it. 
and I share what he has me share. But there was a moment where like, I remember speaking in front of people, man, it was just, I would just, I would just get so nervous. I would get so scared. Like, I don't want to do this. Um, you know, but I would, I would, I remember this one time taking accounting, the, you know, the basic, the first like accounting class he took, it was just for like a prerequisite or I forget what it was, but over here at Fulton college, and we had to do like a group project and each one of us had to take turns on what to say. So we're preparing for these things and, you know, in a group project, sometimes your research overlaps one another. So if you go like, like third, fourth or fifth or what have you, sometimes the person ahead of you says the stuff that you're about to say. And I remember, I remember I was like, man, I was researching so hard. And like a lot of the stuff that I was about to say, I was like, man, he took my stuff. Like, what the heck? Man, I always feel nervous about this. I don't know what I'm going to say. And, you know, I, I had it all laid out. But this person, you know, and, and, and to no fault of their own, they're just doing the research, doing their thing. And, and they, they speak and, and like I hear like, man, that's half of my stuff. I'm supposed to fulfill this certain amount of time or else, you know, it's going to count against my grade, what have you. And I remember I was so nervous and, I, and it was my turn to go. And I, I was like, man, I was, I was like literally so nervous. You could see it on my face. And there was so much uh, stress, so much tension, and it was just so, so uh, not good. <laughs> it was so bad. Like, I remember standing in the front row, or standing in front of the people in the front row, and, and there was this girl right in front of me, literally like, a, it was, it's a classroom, so she was only about five or six feet away, and, and uh, she looks at me, and she goes, she makes this gesture, and she goes, smile. <laughs> That's what she told me as I was speaking, she tried to smile. I was like, oh my gosh, this must be horrible. <laughs> It trust, to say the least, it traumatized me for a little bit. <laughs> I'd share it now and I can laugh about it, but I know public speaking and just speaking in general is something that, that can be hard, um, something that can be uncomfortable, something that can be a, a, a little bit awkward, a stretching, something that you just don't want to do. You know, I, I, that, at least that's how I was uh, in the beginning. Um, I remember coming to Freedom House Church and Pastor Josiah asking me for the first time, I was like, like, and those flashbacks of being in that, uh, that class, uh, you know, of, of being up here and how devastated I felt I was and how horrible it went was coming to my mind. And I remember, hey, no, God has called you to this. This is what, what you're, you're meant to do. This is, this is who you are. I was like, man, all right. Pastor Josiah believes in me. The man of God is speaking life into me. I was like, awesome. So cool. Um, and then from there, you know, I, I, I started just speaking the word of God and I, and I got more comfortable and comfortable with speaking the word of God. Um, you know, the responsibility never got less. It, it, as the more and more I started to learn more of God, um, the word of God, and the more I started to understand the weight of it, the responsibility actually uh, has become more. And, uh, but, but, but how many of us know that, that in our weaknesses, God makes us strong? And I really feel that. For me, that that's what he did. That's what he did. I feel like public speaking is like a weakness for a lot of us. Some of us, we're just naturals. If that's you, I applaud you. You're amazing. But for some of us, the majority of us, I would say that we're probably like practicing in front of the mirror. <laughs> I know. <laughs> practicing in front of the mirror, right, rewriting it, you know, all these things, you know, that we're doing to, to, to have a, a good uh, whatever it is that we're trying to speak or, or teach or share with people. And, and, and sometimes it's, it's just like, you know, we put all that work and you don't even know if it's, it was good or not. Because some people, some people are polite. They'll be like, that was a good message, pastor. It's like, thank you. The one person, if I want to know if my message was good, if I spoke good, is right here. My wife will tell me right, well, not right away. She's very, she knows I'm vulnerable when I come off, off of here. So she'll tell me, great job, honey. And then later she'll tell me the truth. But she'll tell me the truth. You know, don't get me wrong. I appreciate all your encouragement. I'll take it all day. After this, all you can tell me, a good message, I, I'll receive it. But, um, but sometimes you just don't know. Um, 
I say all this to bring it up because Ezekiel didn't always start off as a man who just spoke. Like he was a, a man who was, a, yes, he was a prophet. He was a man of God. But, but there's a humanity side to it. We, sometimes we look at to, to the word and we think like, man, they know, you know, man, these men of God, how am I going to be like? They're powerful. They're strong. They're amazing. They do miracles. They do this. And we think that there's, there's no humanistic side to them, but there is. They're a human just like you and me, just like the person you're sitting next to. They had, they had vulnerabilities. They had, uh, you know, their, their flesh to deal with. They had uh, things that, uh, weaknesses that they were dealing with as, as well, strengths that they needed to strengthen, or, or, and they had things for, so, so I imagine when Ezekiel's being told to be the, the mouthpiece for God that, that, you know, perhaps maybe he was like me. Maybe he didn't, he didn't speak well, but then God progressed him as he went forward. And, and he started speaking more and more to the people, giving, him the, the, giving them the word of God. And then, and then I imagine this has got to be like for him, like I'm just diving into the, 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 the human side of things here. It's like, God, you're setting me up to talk to people. You got me over that hum. And now you're telling me to, to, to come into a valley of dry bones and I got to speak to dry bones. That's just weird, Lord. Come on, why, why you got to do that to me? That's just, that's just weird, Lord. You're, you told me to, you know, to do this, to speak to, him and, to them in here and there and, and in this situation and that situation. And now you're telling me to speak to dry bones. How uncomfortable is that? Imagine, imagine God just come up to you and just sends you off in a valley and just, just speak. Speak to, you know, dry bones would be super weird, but, but speak to just the trees around you, you know, uh, speak to the bushes around you, speak to, the, to the, the, the wildflowers around you. Imagine God just giving you a word, say, God, you gave me a word, but you're having me just speak. You're having me just to speak, uh, uh, you know, on your behalf to, to these people or, or to these dry bones. Have you ever asked God why? Say, God, why are you asking me to do this right now? I know I have. Have you ever, this is not a, a good time maybe. This season's a bit hard. You're asking me to, to speak certain things or share certain things. God, I'm, I'm a bit out of my element. Are you sure you want me to do this? Have you ever been like, God, I just don't feel comfortable with this. I know Pastor Josiah or Pastor Louie or Pastor Tom to all the youth because or the young people, they're probably, Pastor Tom is always asking to do something outside the comfort zone. They're like, man, I don't know if I should do that, God. Not me. I, I don't do that to you guys. Just kidding. Every chance I get to stretch you, I will in Jesus' name. That's my responsibility. That's our responsibility. But asking God those things. I always wondered that. God, why are you asking me? Why don't you ask me when I feel confident? Like, yes, I'm good to go. Let's go, God. And like, man, what do you want me to do, God? Who do you want me to talk to? What do you, what do you want me? How do you want me to serve? Why can't you call me in those times? I imagine Ezekiel thinking possibly the same things. God, why are you asking me to do this? Why do you ask me to, to speak to, to a valley of dry bones? There ain't nobody even here. This is so, so weird. This is a bit uncomfortable. Maybe even thinking, you know, why should I even prophesy? What's even this going to do to this valley of dry bones? How is what I have to say going to matter in this time? Why should I even ask if I can go pray for them? What, what's me inviting them to church even going to do? Who am I to share what God did in my life to them? They, they know my past. So what is it, what is it gonna matter, God? I guess this is just me thinking out loud or having these thoughts before. But all, although, and I'm not trying to make anyone feel bad because those, those thoughts, they're valid. 
they're all valid. There's nothing wrong with those because we, we are human. We are flesh. You know, the, you know, there's feelings that we have to work through. They're all valid, but they have no bearing whether we can share God with people and invite them into the hope we have found in Jesus Christ. So those thoughts maybe that you've had, those doubts that you've had, those mind battles that you had, those aren't the things that qualify for what God has called you to do. What God has asked you to do, commanded you to do, what he's telling you to do, giving you that unction inside of you. You're wondering like, what's that feeling? That feeling is like what we call the unction of the Holy Spirit or what the, the word calls the unction of the Holy Spirit to go do. Your feelings, your thoughts, those type of thoughts, those, those things, they don't validate the call of God in your life and what he asks you to do. God has anointed you. He has anointed you to share his word just like he anointed Ezekiel to prophesy to the dry bones. Or should I say, to, show, to have Ezekiel share his word to the dry bones. There's a proverbial dry bones around us, all around us. We live in a world where, where the breath of God, life is needed to be had. Because there's dry areas around us. I love we're coming on the comeback series. We're all coming back. We're getting learned and we're getting pumped up and we're getting fueled up. But, but like I said earlier, it's better to bring people with that comeback. Comebacks are better with people. We as believers need to be looking first and foremost to see who can we bring along on this comeback? Who can I invite? Who can I bring? And then not only, be, and even before that, this is what I want you to get because God has positioned you to do this. He's positioned you to, to invite people, to share with uh, God with people, to believe God for people, to pray for people. He's, he's positioned you for this. Why? Which brings me to my first point. It's because he has empowered you for this. God has empowered you for this. What is empowerment? And I, and, I, and I was very careful with my language and how I wanted to share this. What is empowerment? Empowerment, the, the empowerment that God has given you is an anointing. Now, the anointing is a supernatural empowerment given to you by God to carry out the purpose and responsibility he has placed over you. Ezekiel 37.1 said this, we read it, the hand of the Lord was on me. Ezekiel knew that the hand of the Lord was on him. This was the anointing that was on him. This was the empowerment that was on him. He may not have understood why God asked him to do what he was doing or the, to do the certain things that he was doing, or maybe you don't even understand the, the, the things that God has asked you to do. But Ezekiel knew there was anointing on him. And we have to know that there was an anointing on us too. It's not just for me up here. I know I have an anointing. I know that the hand of God is on me, but it's not just on me. It's on every single one of you. Every single one of you logged on online, listening to the podcast, YouTube, Facebook, it's on you as well. Many of you have an anointing and some of you don't even know it. All of you have an anointing and some of you don't even know it. That's better language right there. Some of you don't even know it. My job up here, our job up here, our job as pastors, as leaders, is to draw that out of you and get you to operate in that. Ezekiel knew the hand of God was on him. You may or, not, may or may not understand why God is asking you to do certain things, but I'm here to tell you that there is anointing on your life and the hand of God is on you as well. Everyone has an anointing to carry out their godly responsibilities. Anointing, the anointing is not wasted. The supernatural empowerment is not for us to just sit on. 
just to sit on and just allow things just to pass by. God gives that uh, to you. He gives this to us and then he gives us responsibilities with it. There's actually, you know, one responsibility that we all have. I wish I could speak to all of them in here, but some of you, let me just, let me just share. Some of you are anointed to be that, that entrepreneur and that business owner and shed light in that industry that you're in. Some of you are anointed to be that, that light on your campus. I know we're, a lot of us are online and, and many of us uh, in, in Fulton have come back in, but maybe many of us are, are anointed to be the light on the campus, in the college campus, high school campus, to start that, that, that Bible club or just share with your teacher or, or share with a student. Many of us are, are called maybe to, to be that light in the house. Maybe you're the first generation believer, you're believer in your home and, and, and you're, you've been anointed to, to be that. You've been graced to do that, to handle that, to carry that responsibility, many responsibilities in this place. And, I, and there's so many that I can touch on, but, but I, I can't go through them all. But one that I know that hits all of us is that we are called to spread the good news. We are called to speak life to the world around us. When we talk about the world, sometimes we think about the whole world, you know, and, and, and you know, in our hands, that, that song just came to mind right now, <laughs> you know, the, the thing about the whole world, but when, when we speak about the world, we talk our, our, our um, mission statement is to change our world one life at a time. You know, you may not be able to change the whole world, but you can change someone's world, one person's world, just by speaking to them and sharing with them. Comebacks are better when you bring people with us. This is what God has anointed all of us for. God has anointed us for this. He has anointed you to fulfill the tax of reaching people with his word, the good news. That's what we call the word. That's what the word references as, as the word, the good news. Spreading the gospel. He has anointed you for this time. I know I keep hitting on this, but I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I want you guys to know that the hand of God is on you and you have an anointing on your life. The supernatural empowerment God has given to all of us is to reach people. That's the commonality between all of us as believers, and it's on you. It's the empowerment just like Ezekiel had to speak uh, life and prophesy to the dry bones. So this is what I want you to do, okay? Because I really want you to internalize this. I want you just to turn to your neighbor. If you, you know, if you need to be six feet away, that's cool. You can yell at them and just tell them this. You have an anointing for this. Come on, turn to your second choice neighbor. You have an anointing for, for this. And if you're a, a parent watching with your children at home, you don't, you, they're both your favorites. They're all your favorites. <laughs> That's all right. There's no second choices there. There's just whoever was most convenient to you. <laughs> you have an anointing for this. You, uh, the word of God says in 1 John 2.20, in case you don't believe me, let me give you the word. The 1 John 2.20 says, but you have an anointing from the Holy One and all of you know the truth. All of you know the truth. You come here every Sunday. You have something with you to take with you. You read your word. I know you do. You, you, you all love the word of God. You read your word. You pray. You, you know these things. You all know the truth. You all have anointing from the Holy One, the Bible says. Jeremiah 1.5 says this, before I formed you in the womb, I knew you before you were born. I set you apart. I appointed you as a prophet to the nations. Now follow me along on this, okay? So, so I'm a, I don't know how many of you know John the Baptist, but he's a character in the Bible, in the New Testament. John the Baptist was sent to uh, set up the way for, for the coming uh, of Jesus. He was, he was preaching Jesus. He was preaching repentance. He was preaching. He was sharing the good news, speaking life, you know, and, 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 and bringing people to, to, to belief in, in Christ. He was, that's who he was. 
This is what the Bible says about him in Luke chapter one, verse 15. I'm gonna skip 16 and go to 17. It says, for he will be great in the sight of the Lord. He is never to take wine or other fermented drink and he will be filled with the Holy Spirit even before he is born. And he will go on before the Lord in the spirit and power of Elijah. Now I briefly mentioned Elijah in the beginning. Elijah was a man of God who did a lot, a lot, a lot of miracles. And the same power that was on Elijah was on John the Baptist. Now, the word of God says that John the Baptist was a prophet to the nations and, the, and that he walked in the spirit and power of Elijah. But Elijah, but Elijah did miracles. The power that was on Elijah, the, the, for him, the anointing that, that he carried or the responsibility that he carried with the anointing that was on him was to do miracles. But John the Baptist wasn't doing that. He didn't do any miracle, the Bible says. As a matter of fact, the Bible just says he was just speaking the good news, preparing the way. But he operated yet in the same power. There's a different distinction here between their responsibilities. They both were anointed. They both were anointed, but they had a different distinction upon their life, a different responsibility on what to do on how to reach people. But the commonality is that they reached people. They spoke life. They prepared the way. They brought people to belief in Christ. They brought people to, to become believers. They, they, they did this thing. They had this anointing and they had a different distinction in how they operated in it, but, but they had the same commonality, which was to reach people. And check this out in John 10, 40, 4, uh, um, 41 through 42. And many followed him. This is John the Pastor. They're talking about John the Pastor. And many followed him. John didn't perform miraculous signs. They remarked to one another. But everything he said about this man has come true. And verse 42, which is awesome. And many who were there believed in Jesus. They believed not because they saw a miracle. They believed not because, you know, the, the, the water split. People were raised to life. You know, they, 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 they not because an altar was, was, you know, came into flames. You know, they, they, they believed because of the word went out. Many believed because of what John the Baptist said. John the Baptist performed no miracles. All he did was speak the life and the scripture so that the people believed in Jesus. And because of that, their life changed. They became believers. So why do I bring this up? Because I know when it comes to a message like this about sharing Jesus or, or, or uh, sharing a word or a scripture, inviting someone to church, people tense up because they feel like they can't do it. Like, who am I? I'm not, I'm not a, uh, someone who, who, who speaks and, you know, the, you know, a miracle takes place and, and this and that. I'm not like one of the men of the Bible. I bring this up because John the Baptist was just like us. He had opportunity. He had a word from God and opportunity to act on that word. I look at all of you and I see nothing but opportunity as you have received a word from God through the, the scriptures on Sundays or maybe a, 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 a a message that God has given you uh, specifically. And that's all opportunity, even online, as you tune in. There's opportunity always going out every Sunday or Wednesday for you to take and, and receive and go and act upon it. And, and we all have that to go and share. John the Baptist had that opportunity, so we took it and he said, you know what, I'm gonna go out. I know there's an anointing on my life. I know there's a power on my life. A power just the same as Elijah had for the preaching of, or for the uh, performing of miracles. But for me, is this power is, is going to be to reach people. The power to reach people through sharing of God's word is just as important as the power it is to, to perform miracles or to see miracles or to see people be healed or to see a, a big old breakthrough come through. That power, that power is on every single one of us. We all have that power. And let me, and let me, 
you know, let me tell you this. It's not because you're awesome. It's because the word of God is awesome. Although I'm sure you're all awesome people. I know you are. You're all awesome people, but it's because of the word of God. God has anointed you for this. God has empowered you so that you, so that as you make your comeback, you make your comeback with people, bringing people with you, that you bring people along the way by sharing his word, his news, and what he's done in your life. Comebacks are better when you bring people with you, which brings me to my second point. Start sharing the good news. Start sharing the good news. Just get started. Which, which whatever you want to do, God has commissioned us not to keep him to ourselves, but to share him with people. people. Matthew 28, 19 through 20 says this. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit and teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you. And surely I'm with you always to the very end of the age. Second Corinthians 520 says we are therefore Christ ambassadors, meaning we represent who Christ is to people as though God were making his appeal through us because God is doing that through us. He's trying to reach the people. We are his ambassadors. We represent him. Mark 16, 15, he said to them, go into all the world and preach the gospel to all creation. These are all there in the word telling us that we are to do this. We are to reach people. We're making a comeback. Yes, we're coming out of the season of COVID. We've gone through some hard times. We've gone through some difficulties, but don't come back by yourself. Come back bringing people. Come back bringing people. Come on and show the devil. You may have tried to keep me down from reaching these people, but uh uh-uh. I know the word of God. I went to Freedom House on that Sunday on Tina's birthday, and I got this word, and I'm bringing people with me. Our job here on earth is to populate heaven, and how we do that is by leading people to Jesus. That is what we're to do. So what does that look like? Because I like to give you some practical tips, because I don't want to just say do this, and sometimes you go out like, well, how do I apply that in my life? Super simple. We have access to this all the time. Here are a couple of things I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to just share with you. Number one, first and foremost, you can invite someone to church. Come on, you're working with somebody. You've been, you know, I know some of you, because I, I hear stories like this all the time. Some of you have this story of like, man, I, I've been, God's been telling me to invite them, and then I've just been putting it off, putting it off, and I finally invite them, and then they come. Come on, stop putting it off. Just invite them. Your neighbor, your, your coworker, what have you. Um, send someone, if you're online, send someone to leak on Facebook. Come on, on YouTube, all you got to do is just share it. It's super simple. You don't even have to say anything. You just share it and it just pops up and like, wow, that's cool. You know, oh, what are they checking out? That's another super simple way. You can also share an encouraging word to someone. Maybe you feel comfortable enough to, t- as you have that conversation, you have relational equity with, with uh, you know, some friends that you just want to share because maybe they don't go to church. Maybe they don't believe like you do, but you want to share, just share it with them. Don't be afraid to do that. You know, send someone scripture through text. That might surprise some people like, oh, they're sending me scripture. <laughs> I never got that before. But that scripture might encourage them, might open the door for them to come to you and get to know Jesus more through you. Send that to them. It's a text. We're all on our phones. Some of you are on your phones right now. <laughs> I am. <laughs> I love children. No, just <laughs> come on. <laughs> Sorry, I didn't mean to embarrass you. I love this family. They're beautiful. Be willing to lead someone to Christ on the spot. If you're comfortable, I know that's hard. 
you know, saying the prayer like we do at the end of the service. Like, but if you, if you know how to do that, if you can do that, it's super simple leading someone to Christ as far as the words go. But I know it, it can get nervous. But if you feel comfortable to do that and God has opened the door for you to lead someone, then do it. Don't hold back. Don't hold back. Post up a scripture. We always post up something on Instagram, Facebook or what have you. TikTok, you know, put a, you know, TikTok dance of inviting people to church. I don't know. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> but uh, post something up. Post something up. You just post something, you know, or, or you can do this. I have this on here. You could tag someone to a Freedom House church post. That's super simple. You can do that. Or repost what Freedom House is posting. That's what I like to do a lot. We have some great photographers here. So, you know, it's great social media teams. So I just repost. I don't even bother trying to take pictures around here anymore because theirs is just too good. It's like, why do I do that? We have a team of, of people that are awesome at editing and doing things. <laughs> I'm just going to grab that and repost it on my story. You know, for me, I remember when I was young, uh, when I first came to Christ, I was, I was 12, 13, um, there's something happened in my life where, you know, shifted my life tremendously. Um, I was 12 years old. I remember my father, um, it was in my life, he was, you know, he, he left one night. He left one night and, you know, after that night, I just, I just didn't know what happened. I remember the night distinctly because I remember... Um, he and my mom were arguing and I remember waking up to that and I'm looking, I come out and I look and I see my dad leave the door, throughout the door, turn on his car and he took off. So my dad took off and my mom was crying and you know, she sees me and she hugs me and you know, tries to get, put me back to bed you know, and stuff like that. But you know, as I'm in bed, I'm thinking like, where'd dad go? You know, what happened? The next day I figured, oh, dad will be back. But dad wasn't back. He was, he was gone. He was just, he wasn't back. I was like, what happened to dad? Why isn't he back? And then a couple, a couple more days passed and, and he still wasn't back. And then a week and then a month. It wasn't until six months that we find out what happened to my dad. And I remember that day distinctly too because we were wondering What's happened? He's missing. No one could find him. We had the police involved, everything, private investigators. I remember the day, I remember that day like it was yesterday. I was sitting in a rocking chair in the living room and my uncle walks in with his sunglasses telling us that my dad passed away in a car accident. He passed away in a car accident and um, the reason he was gone for so long because it was wintertime. He was a car accident up in the mountains and the, the snow covered the, the accident. So a period of about six, seven months, you know, we we're just wondering, where's my dad, you know? But in that time, my, my mom's family, cousins, they, they were believers and they were there speaking life into us all along the way. They would invite us to church, invite us to things like um, events. I remember one event they invited, invited us Two was like something they call the power team. I don't know if you know what that is, but there's guys, big buff, and they, they just break things. And then they preach the word of God after. And I remember at the end of that event, they did an altar call. And they did an altar call. And I remember raising my hand. They did an altar call to accept Jesus in, in, you know, as, their pers- as, a, as my personal Lord and Savior. So I raised my hand. And I remember walking to the front. And that moment just changed everything. It changed everything for me. I was 13, 13 years old when I gave my life to Christ. I've had up and downs, 
with my, with my, my journey with Christ until I came back to 20, at 29, came back to Freedom House. But I remember that moment. And, and it, if it wasn't for the, 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 my, my mom's cousins, my aunts, my uncles speaking life, speaking the word, taking what the word of God says and sharing it with me, sharing it with my mom, sharing it with all of us, you know, things would be a lot different. I wouldn't know God like I know God right now. I wouldn't be up here like I am right now. My wife and, and I, our marriage, I don't know if it would have, it would have come together because part of our testimony was that we were just getting ready just to, to, to split up and just call it quits. The way I came to Christ, you know, my, my father passed away and, and that's, not, that's not something that, 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 that I... I remember and say, oh, wow, my father passed away. But I do remember the time, and, and I'm so thankful that there was family around me who were believers and took what the Word of God said and shared it with us and shared it with me. My life has completely changed because of that. My life has completely changed because of that. And then also many other lives as well, because I haven't kept this Word to myself. I haven't kept this Word to myself. I speak it here, yes. But I didn't start speaking the word to people and, and leading them from the stage. I started, you know, with whoever I could start talking to, uh, you know, with, with friends, you know, at work, leading people to work, uh, you know, to, to Christ at work, you know, where it wasn't popular sometimes. You know, I worked in a contra construction job and doing those things in high school. I did it for, you know, uh, and, and for a small period. There was a window where I was doing it all the time and, and um, just anywhere in between in, in my journey, I, I, I shared, I shared, I shared. I didn't keep this to myself. And I believe right now, many of you, God has brought you to a place. Maybe there has been an event. Maybe it was COVID. Maybe it was, uh, uh, maybe you did lose someone. Maybe, maybe you do, uh, uh, are in a situation where, where man, you just, someone just came and spoke life and spoke hope to you and they brought you to Jesus and, and maybe just someone just, just invited you to church, log on and you, and you said the, the prayer that pastor said, if, if you want Jesus, just type on there, I want Jesus and you said that prayer and it's because someone changed your life. Well, I'm here to tell you now it's your turn. We're on a comeback together. God's bringing us back, but it's better together with more people. Now is the time. Now is not the time to hold this back. Now is not the time to say, I came out of COVID. I need to be built up. Uh, and you do need to be built up. Don't get me wrong here, but I need to be built up and, and I'm going to focus on that. I'm telling you, you want to be built up. You want to be refreshed. Start refreshing others. God will do more for you when you start refreshing others as well. So when I look at you, I know there's opportunities. I know there's times. I know God has given you an unction. And some of you, is, God has just dropped on you in prayer, dropped on you in your mind. Don't think of it as coincidence. God wants you to reach out to them. He wants you to speak life to him. He wants you to prophesy to the dry bones that are around you, the dry bones that are in your home, that are in your family, on your campus, or in your workplace. He wants you to speak life, speak life. He has anointed you for this. The power, the power is in the word. All you do is got to speak it. The part where it gets misconstrued is when you try to put your own thing on it. Don't put your own thing on it. Just speak the word. And if you don't know what to say, just tell them what God did for you. Because when you tell them what God did for you, there's no denying that there's a God that is for you and for them. Go ahead and stand to your feet.
With every head bowed and every eye closed, I want you to think right now because I know some of you have this thought in your mind. It's coming to you right now. God has given you someone. I want you to think of that person, your family, friends, coworkers, what have you. Come on, go ahead, bow your heads, bow your heads. Start thinking of that person. God is anointed. And now allow me to speak to you as you're thinking of that person or that people. Maybe it's a people who maybe God gave you a vision to reach tons of people, to reach a, a, a people group that's out there that's waiting for you. There's people that are attached to you. Let me speak to you as, you, as you're thinking of that. I want to tell you online as well, if you could close your eyes, go ahead. God has anointed you for that person. God has anointed you for, to send that text. He has anointed you to send that invite. He has anointed you to speak to them. He has anointed you to share the good news with them. He has anointed you to lead them to Christ. Stop thinking, if I could just get in the church, Pastor Josiah or Pastor Louie or Pastor Brian or Pastor Tommy or Pastor Marie or one of the leaders can do it. No, he's, he's allowed you and empowered you. He's given you that supernatural empowerment to lead them. Come on, if you don't know what to say, all you got to say is what he's done for you. And that will be just as enough, just as enough. Because the, the, the glory that God has, has, has come through your life, the glory of God that has come through your life is going to shine. And when people hear your story and what God has done in you, they're going to tell, tell themselves, man, God is real and I want what they have. I want what's inside them. I want the relationship that they've got. So as you're praying, come on, as, as, you're, as you're, you're thinking, as you're thinking, you're anointed, okay? You're anointed for this. God has anointed you. He has anointed you online. Let me pray. Father in heaven, I thank you for every single person. You've given them an anointing, a distinct anointing, Father. I pray the, the, that the power of God be upon them as they go out and speak the word and share the word with people. The same power that was on Elijah, the same power that was on John the Baptist, it's the same power that is on them. So may they go out in dominion, power, and authority, sharing, unashamed, speaking, and maybe some of you preaching to reach people, to reach their family members, to reach their best friends. Maybe, it's a, maybe you're a child in your house, you're, you're, you're a son, you're a daughter, you gotta reach your parents. God has called you to reach your parents. Father, I, I pray the anointing flow through them and then as they speak people come to know God the people attached to them and attached to their life the dry bones around them father start to rattle start to come together and they start to bring forth into life because of the word that they're speaking into the situation Jesus oh father I thank you for them I lift them up to you I lift up our mind to you we worship you Lord come on let's give God a shout of praise in Jesus name Thanks for joining us today. We pray you were encouraged by this message. Show us your support by sharing your favorite podcast on social media and subscribe to our YouTube channel at Freedom House OC today. See you next week.